You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 111. Today's show is dedicated to a topic that I seldom hear much about until it's too late. I, for one, have found that it is way better to prevent a problem than it is to have to react to it. So much personal information is stored and exchanged online, and today's guest is here to explain the importance of protecting it. Hi, Greg. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you for having me. I have to admit that I'm a bit lost when it comes to today's topic. Could you start with explaining your journey into cybersecurity and how that led into starting your small business? Sure. Yeah. I won't go all the way back because it started back in the early 90s, but I started (laughs) a managed services business in 98. Back then, cybersecurity really was non-existent and it's progressed through the years, become more and more just critical to every business that they have good cybersecurity. In, in 2012 is when Bitcoin was released and that really has escalated the current cyber crime that we have because it allowed the criminals to get paid completely anonymously from anywhere in the world. So I have a a long history within technology and then starting around 2010, 2012 timeframe, really started to focus on cybersecurity specifically. Did Joey see yourself starting your own business? Actually, I did. So probably from the age of maybe 12 or 14, I knew that I would be a, a business owner of one type or another. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I was always a, uh, a computer geek, actually helped my elementary school. I was the student liaison to implement one of the first computer labs in an elementary school in the state of Iowa. And so I've been a geek from from the (laughs) beginning. That's so cute. And what would you say was the most challenging part about starting this type of business? So the Crypto Stopper business, the most challenging aspect really was just gaining credibility within the industry. So as a startup in the in the cybersecurity world, when you're competing against Cisco and VMware and the established names out there, was a little difficult to establish that credibility, but we have a really great product that specifically just stops ransomware. So very easy to demonstrate our value. Okay. Can you explain what this is, what your software does? Sure. Well, and I think maybe it would help to explain what ransomware is and talk a little bit about that. So what ransomware is, is essentially taking and encrypting the files. So locking the files that are either on your, if it's an individual computer, locking them on that individual computer, or if it's like the pipeline, the colonial pipeline attack, where it's locking the files across the entire network. And what it does is it locks those files with encryption and then holds them for a ransom to get that basically password, the encryption key to unlock them. So what CryptoStopper does is it it recognizes that ransomware running. So this is once the the attack has gotten past all of the other defenses and now ransomware is actually running whether it be again on the network or on an individual machine that our algorithm detects that and then 
kills that attack that's in progress. So we actually use bait files as part of the system. So we deploy randomly generated bait files that go throughout the network. And then we're watching not only those bait files, but then watching the the native data files and watching specifically for that encryption activity. And then we can determine between what's human generated activity and what are normal behaviors versus what's an actual ransomware attack. So just to clarify, when when you're saying that these files are held for ransom, so it, in essence, what these criminals are looking to do is get paid to release the files again? Is Absolutely. that right? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yep. And that's, they, they don't necessarily care about the data itself. They care that we care. And that, because it's devastating. I've worked with hundreds of companies that have been hit by ransomware and actually previously owned an offsite backup and disaster recovery company. And that's, that's really where we saw the bulk of the ransomware attacks starting as far back as 2012. And it's just, it's devastating to a company, even when they have a good backup then it's it's a matter of restoring to that backup and having the downtime associated with it typically is anywhere from a couple days to a couple weeks, even wow. when they have good backups to recover from. Okay. Does it seem like some businesses are targeted more than others? So there have actually law firms in particular have been targeted more heavily and medical, whether it be hospitals or individual medical practices. And I don't know that they're necessarily targeted more or just, this sounds bad, but softer targets. Law firms and medical practices, unfortunately, have some of the worst, it's getting better, but have some of the worst cybersecurity practices out there. Got it. So can you explain, are they looking for information or just to hold the files ransom? Yeah, so a combination of both. So their most ransomware attacks now will not only encrypt the files locally, but then will exfiltrate the data. So they're stealing the data as well as locking it up on on your system. And the okay. reason that they're exfiltrating it is because then they'll, they'll ransom also for, okay, well, you can restore everything, but then we're going to release all of this data, all of this you know, whatever kind of, whether it's sensitive client data or intellectual property data, they will threaten and, and release that data. I want to share a time-saving tip that we have been enjoying for the last year. We subscribe to ButcherBox in an effort to make our shopping trips less of a hassle. Our grocery bill is more predictable, but so is the quality of all of the meat that we receive. All of the beef is 100% grass-fed, the pork is from heritage breeds and vegetarian-fed, the seafood is wild-caught, and the chicken is truly free-range. I love knowing that everything that comes in my ButcherBox order is of great quality. You can choose your box size and even customize what you get in your order. The best part is that you can find a ton of tutorials on their site on how to make each cut that arrives. They have great recipes, and as a bonus, you can enjoy watching the dry ice that comes in each box melt in your sink. I can't say enough great things about this company. Be sure to visit the show notes for a link to their page and to take advantage of this month's deals. Now back to the show. Do your services work on smaller platforms like, say, email or social media? Uh, 
So we don't. So we're specifically a what we call a point product. That means that it's designed to do one thing, and that's just to stop ransomware. There are, and that's very common now in cybersecurity. And we actually have a term in cybersecurity that we call agent fatigue, managing so many different systems to be able to protect a network. And that's, it's, it's a real thing. But the problem is, is that there's not one silver bullet solution. Like people used to think, oh, we just need antivirus and a firewall and that will protect us. Well, that's not enough anymore. Well, it just seems like we're putting so much information into our computers. And if you're a business owner, you're trying to gather as much information as possible. So it just seems like your focus is more on on the customer facing part. As a small business owner, that's how I feel. I feel like I concentrate more on my customers and never really gave gave it much thought, you know, that maybe I might be susceptible or maybe when you're putting information into your doctor's visit, maybe that's the the odd thing is like where nobody really thinks about these things until it happens. Yeah, and probably one of the one of the worst examples of a ransomware attack when it was that kind of critical information was uh, mental therapy company out of Finland that had 30 thousand clients like their therapist notes released oh, wow. oh. And they yeah they had demanded a five hundred thousand five hundred thousand dollar ransom to not release that information they didn't pay the ransom and they ended up releasing all thirty thousand of those patient records with the therapist notes so wow. that and that's really as small business owners what people need to think about is what information am I gathering? And you would think, oh, you know, no one's going to care about that. You know, Mm -hmm. no hacker is going to care about that. But it's not that they care about it. It's that you care about it. And they know that and they'll, they'll exploit that to whatever it, whatever advantage they can to extract money from you. Right. Well, I think part of the reason why I would imagine somebody wouldn't want to pay the ransom is because I would assume that you pay it once and then what's to say they're not going to say, hey, you know, that didn't last us very long. Let's get another 500,000 out of them with the same threat. So is there, is that typical or is it just like a a one-time thing and then they give you your files back or whatever? Yeah. So that's, that's another unfortunate thing about being a victim of ransomware is that you're dealing with criminals. So I've even seen agreements where they will, these attackers will agree not to attack you again for 12 months as part of the payment. But (laughs) yeah, which is, which is nice, right? That's good to see in writing, but there's no guarantee. And even paying the, the problem with paying for the data not to be released is how do you know that they've deleted it? How do you know that it's not somewhere else on the, on the dark web? It's much better to stop that event from happening than than having to deal with it after the fact. It is pretty nonstop. But I, I can give you an example of a law firm where their accountant actually got an email that looked like a legitimate PDF file, opened that PDF file, 
and didn't realize once they opened it that it wasn't, I don't remember if the like the PDF file opened and it wasn't what she was expecting, but nothing happened. And so she just assumed, okay, that was junk and was going to go on with her day. And moments later, the crypto stopper message came up and blocked the attack from running. So had crypto stopper not been running there, then that attack would have it actually went out to the out to the network and was okay. starting to encrypt files and it happens that fast i mean she opened wow. the pdf file and within seconds then got the notification and she got kicked off of the network because that's one of the things that we do with our system is isolate that offending machine because a lot of times in a business attack the ransomware will go after the networked files first. And so you don't, as a user, you don't even see anything happening at your station. Wow. And I would feel horrible if I made that mistake. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, it happens all the time. Is email how most people gain access is through email? It, it is still the most common, actually 57% of ransomware attacks are still through email. There are, then the next most common is through what we call a hack and attack, where they'll actually break into the network and then start the ransomware attack. And then after that are websites, compromised websites that you would visit and it would install the malware on your machine just from visiting the website. Okay. Can you explain your services and in general what their prices range? Yeah. So CryptoStopper is, like I said, I mean, it's designed specifically to stop ransomware and it is designed for uh, small, small to mid-size enterprise businesses. And it's it, the pricing starts at about $2 per endpoint. Um, and then goes down with the more that you have. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's a system that watches for that ransomware activity and then kills it almost immediately. And this is, again, after the fact. So it's it's gotten through all of your other defenses and now ransomware is actively running on the network. What actionable tips would you have for a small business owner that would like to be more secure, but maybe they're not quite ready yet to hire or purchase a service? Yep. So the number one thing is keeping systems up to date. So with Windows, that's doing Windows updates and making sure that all of the machines are up to date. Because when you when you think about like the example I gave of the law firm where they clicked on a PDF file through an email, the reason that that was able to get through was because of a vulnerability in Adobe Acrobat. So had that been up to date, then it wouldn't have gotten through in the first place. And so that's the number one thing that people can do is to keep their systems up to date, whether that's Windows or Mac or, you know, or your phone, install those security updates. That's the number one thing. Then making sure you do have an antivirus. I know I, I kind of knocked on the antivirus <laughs> because it's, but absolutely critical to have that. And then backups, making sure that you have an offsite backup that's automated, that's running every day. Because if a ransomware attack, you know, so if you don't have CryptoStopper and you have a ransomware attack come through, it's much better to be, even if it takes you two weeks to recover, much better to do that than be out of business. Oh, for sure. 
Well, if somebody wants to purchase CryptoStopper, is there something that you need to prepare for? In other words, do I need to gather information for you or is it just an installation type process? Uh, it's just an installation. It's something that we could walk people through and talk through and how they want to install it. So um, getcryptostopper.com is our, our website and people can go there and contact us and determine if it's a, a good fit. Great. Well, where else can we connect with you? So LinkedIn, Greg Edwards on LinkedIn is probably the best place. And email is fine too. That's gedwards at getcryptostopper.com. Perfect. Well, thank you, Greg. This was really, gosh, I learned a lot. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> thank you for having me. Well, there you have it, my friend. Another outstanding CEO sharing his passion for cyberspace safety so you can enjoy peace of mind while running your business. I love that Greg's passion led him to create a product that so many business owners need. Don't wait until it's too late to reach out to him. Visit the show notes to connect with Greg and to check out his free ransomware simulator. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job.